Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Top Stories, I am Andy Zaltzman, rummaging around in the archives of the Bugle podcast to find out what was the biggest news in the world at some point since late 2007. Specifically today, May 2017 is where we're heading back. It was election season in the United Kingdom, but two of the key players had gone AWOL. This is from issue 4029 of the Bugle, in which I was joined by Nish Kumar for a show entitled Electile Dysfunction. That deserved more. Top story this week, electile dysfunction. Very good. Very good. There you go. (laughs) I learned from the best. (laughs) That's a Billy Bragg album, I think. It is a Billy Bragg (laughs) album. 
Uh, Addy, it's election season in the UK. Uh, Theresa May has called a, a snap election, and the phrase snap election is definitely the most fun thing about the whole election. Uh, it is going to be a uh, sobering few weeks uh, for this country as the British public faces a choice of a person they don't really trust and a person they don't really like. <laughs> it, it, we are not so much stuck between a rock and a hard place as we are stuck between a rock that we think may have sympathised with the IRA <laughs> and a hard place that may be trying to kill old people. <laughs> Uh, yes, the election no one wanted, called for reasons <laughs> no one particularly wants to think about. With the results seemingly so foregonically conclusionised, <laughs> is that a technical term? Uh, that Theresa May could spend the next three weeks in a cryogenic freezer without it affecting the result. If anything, in fact, her poll ratings might actually go slightly up as it would make her seem a little bit warmer than she generally does. <laughs> and, and, and this week, Burn on you, boom! May! Take that! <laughs> this week... It's been manifesto week. I mean, they don't really put the manifest into manifest. <laughs> Obfuscesto, perhaps, would be maybe a slightly more appropriate uh, term. All the parties basically been accused of turning back time to various degrees. Labour's right. been accused of wanting to take us back to the 1970s. The Liberal Democrats quite openly want us to, to take us back to the 22nd of June 2016, <laughs> the day before we voted for whatever the fuck Brexit turns out to be. The Conservatives essentially seem to want to take us back to the late 16th century, <laughs> when we had an all-powerful female monarch and no one else was allowed to say anything. But I, got, I got their election leaflet through my letterbox, and it, it, it had the word strong and stable leadership. I mean, it's like Bart Simpson at the start of, the, <laughs> the start of an episode. <laughs> <laughs> just all over the front page and then pictures of just no one but Theresa May we yeah. should establish for non-British buglers because people in Britain are so sick of hearing that phrase now strong and stable is very much the catchphrase of this election campaign it's very much the eat my shorts for the post 9-11 <laughs> era it's, uh, it's strong and stable leadership that's the message that Theresa May is trying to ram home by literally saying it at every conceivable opportunity it's numbing the effect of it strong and stable leadership strong and stable leadership all good work and no play makes Theresa a dull boy all good work and no play makes Theresa a dull boy <laughs> and uh, UKIP want to seemingly take Britain back to about 5 billion BC <laughs> before the purity of this nation was sullied by the evolution of life. <laughs> UKIP are still disputing the outcome of the Battle of Hastings. <laughs> set, it up. set it up to the TV umpire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That arrow was fired from an offside position. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was a, a, an extraordinary spectacle this week because the leadership debates are no more. We yeah. tried it for a bit. And now we've decided that we've had enough of seeing our political leaders actually debate with each other. Um, so yesterday, uh, viewers on ITV were treated to a, a debate between all the leaders of the major parties, except Labour and the Conservative <laughs> Party. Because Theresa May said that she wouldn't appear and Jeremy Corbyn said, well, if she's not doing it, I'm not doing it, in one of the classically more infantile responses in British politics. Right. I think I was out of the country when, when she decided not to take part. That's right. I... The kind of party line is that... the. People don't want to see politicians squabbling. To which your answer is, they don't call a f***ing election. <laughs> oh, I've, another explanation I've heard is that they just couldn't find an extension cable long enough so that they could plug her in. <laughs> I've, I've, I've watched Westworld, and I know you don't want a robot running out of batteries halfway through doing something. Yeah, exactly. It wouldn't be ideal for the TV viewers if <laughs> Theresa May has a fly land on her eyeball <laughs> and doesn't flinch. <laughs> so the uh, leadership debate happened without... Jeremy Corbyn or Theresa May, 
who, again, for non-British buglers, are the only two people who mathematically can possibly win this election. And I was searching for an appropriate analogy. And unfortunately for me, the only one that came to mind is that this debate would be a bit like if we had a debate to establish your best bugle co-host and then didn't invite John. Look, we know who you're all going to vote for, but if you couldn't vote for him, who would you vote for? It's like taking a, having a political debate in a parallel dimension. Uh, as a result of which, the TV audience was around about eight, I think. <laughs> uh, the coverage of the uh, election so far has been uh, very positive for Theresa May. Um, the Daily Mail led with the front page uh, that said, "A last, a PM not afraid to be honest with you. Uh, now, this may have something to do with the fact that the Daily Mail maybe just believes Theresa May's political positions are the right direction for this country to go in. It may have something to do with the fact that James Slack is the former political editor of the Daily Mail, who is currently Theresa May's official spokesperson. (laughs) But I cannot wrap my head around this idea that she is somehow honest. Bear in mind that this is a prime minister who repeatedly stated she would not call a general election this year, who has subsequently called a general election, and who supported the Remain campaign in the EU referendum and is now pursuing a Brexit so hard that it's likely to force pret a to change its name to Food In It. The uh, Conservative um, manifesto had, uh, well, I mean, some interesting things in. Sure, Um, it was was a spicy affair. uh, Some, I mean, one one odd thing was this place to clamp down on electoral fraud. Yeah. The electoral fraud that has been such a problem in this country that no one has noticed it happening or given a shit about it. I think it it was something like 21 complaints. Yes, like microscopic. My last Edinburgh run generated more complaints (laughs) than that. (laughs) Um, Unless it means the kind of electoral fraud that leads to... Labour and the Conservatives getting massively overrepresented in Parliament due to our first-past-the-post system. The kind of results that would cost hundreds of millions of pounds, dollars, whatever, of bribes and backhanders in other countries. You get it for free over here <laughs> by just by using some quirky 18th-century mathematics. Um, or the electoral fraud that, fil- that fills our second chamber with 800 representatives who have received a collective total of zero votes. That, that also looks dodgy. Look, Andy, remember the old British political saying, it's not corruption if the person doing it is a rich old white man. <laughs> I believe that's written in Latin on the Houses of Parliament. I, I mean, it is true that the checks for ID at polling stations are not the most rigorous in world democracy. You can basically turn up. You find someone sitting there with a printed electoral roll with everyone's name and address on. You could basically go up and say, I am Brigadier Lord Minky Hound Gravel Shit and I demand my ballot paper now. What, what's your address, please? It's 49 billion Testicle Street. Oh, I don't know that street. Uh, it's on the new housing development. Look, I'm just here on the... Li- just cross that name out and give me a paper. I'm not sure I've ever turned up with my polling card. And, I, you know, you just sort of say your name and they let you in. I think I might try this year to say my name is Jennifer Aniston <laughs> and my address is the flat above Central Perk. <laughs> See how far that gets me. So the manifesto itself, there's a couple of key issues that they're trying to push. One is obviously immigration, which is just constantly been... The two conversations we have are about immigration and how we need less of it. And the other conversation that we have is how we never talk about immigration. That's pretty much our national political discourse summed up in a brief soundbite, right? Uh, the Conservatives are pledging to reduce net migration to below 100,000 per year. 
Uh, but interestingly, uh, this is something that uh, has been sort of mooted uh, around Brexit. Uh, but interestingly, Michael Fallon, uh, who's the Defence Secretary, was interviewed about this on Newsnight, and he refused to call it a policy. He instead referred to it as an ambition. <laughs> That's where we are now, Andy. The Conservative Manifesto is essentially a wish list, which <laughs> at this point you've got to treat like New Year's resolutions. We all know that they're going to be broken within a month, but it's tradition, <laughs> goddammit. Fundamentally, manifestos are not so much promises or pledges as the kind of stuff that you put on an online dating profile. <laughs> Just to just to get that's, things moving. That's exactly. And you hope you suck people into a long term relationship, and then it becomes too much hassle to complain about the lies that began it. Yeah, exactly. And judging Am I by sharing th- too much. <laughs> <laughs> judging by their uh, manifesto, the Conservatives are swiping far right. <laughs> the Labour manifesto um, had a promise to uh, not raise taxes for the lowest ninety five percent earners and only to raise taxes on the top 5%. It was variously interpreted as Labour wanting to tax the top 5% of earners a bit more, uh, Labour wanting to tax everyone a bit more, and Jeremy Corbyn wanting to establish gulags in Cornwall and force everyone to work on collective farms. (laughs) What's that? You want a one-way ticket to Siberia Parkway? Sure thing, comrade. Hop on. Vote for me. It very much depended which newspaper you read. Uh, Obviously, the sums don't add up. That's fine. Sums never add up. Uh, sure. Any half decent mathematician will tell you that. Um, that's yeah. Any half decent or you know forty five percent. There is about as much chance of Labour winning this election as there was of Britain voting to leave the EU and Leicester City Football Club winning the Premier League <laughs> and America voting for a regurgitated carrot chunk from the bowels of Beelzebub as its president <laughs> in the same year. And only two of those things happens, of course. Obviously, uh, Donald Trump is not actually a regurgitated carrot chunk from the bowels of Beelzebub. Uh, Metaphorically, that's a different matter, but not literally. (laughs) If you've enjoyed what you've heard on Top Stories or any other issue of The Bugle, come to see The Bugle live on our UK tour in March of 2024. Tickets are on sale now at thebuglepodcast.com. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to another round of Boardroom or Miro Board. Today we talk retrospectives with Agile Coach Maria. Let's go. First question. You've spent two hours in a team retro, but the only input you've heard is Dave's. Boardroom or Miro Board? Boardroom. In Miro, Dave can't hog the space because everyone can add thoughts anonymously, online, at the same time. Correct. 
next. You need the team to act on feedback fast. So you turn all those retro notes into Jira tasks instantly. Miro all the way. And I can assign those tasks to teammates. You're nailing this. Now, you see hundreds of sticky notes from the retro. A real mess. But you organize them into five themes in just seconds. Miro, I basically get back an entire hour when I use its AI tools for clustering. And she's done it. Join over 60 million people running actually enjoyable and actionable retros in Miro. Get your first three boards free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth, Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now.